Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come plan your dream wedding all in one day at the 17th Annual Newport Bridal Show on March 3rd. Meet with more than 80 top wedding professionals at two of Newport's most romantic venues, Rosecliff and Ocean Cliff Mansions. Visit NewportBridalShow.net to buy your ticket today. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having fun in the most beautiful place in the world, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here. Whoop. And Greg is here. Hello. So nice to have you here, fellas. Big show, the biggest one we've ever done right now during the most fun time of the year, January on Cape Cod. First month is the best month, right? Oh, let's get it done. Let's check that all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast for the upcoming weekend. I think it's Saturday, January 26th, if I'm not mistaken. Mostly sunny with a high near 30 and just a minor northwest wind. Don't worry about it. For Sunday, a chance of snow showers before noon. Then a chance of rain showers between noon and 4. Then a chance of snow showers after 4 p.m. What a lovely variety pack, That's fellas. That's wonderful. I mean, a chance to sample all the New England weather you can get your hands on. Let's check the tides, because you might be out there, out on the flats, daring Mother Nature to smite you. You could be out there. For Saturday the 26th, we have a high tide around 315. That means on Sunday, high tide around 415 and delightful early morning-ish low tides to get out there and scratch around. If you get your shellfish license and it's not too cold, we urge you. To get out there and explore Cape Cod, because that's what we do. We ride the range like cowboy explorers, like mountain climbers without mountains, like brave, brave people who are slightly afraid at all times. That's us. And speaking of brave, this next segment already has me scared because Greg, for some reason, wants to talk about the polar vortex. What does that mean, Mung? Um, I don't know, but I haven't been doing a lot of climbing except for into my bed. It's been too cold. I don't like those frigid temperatures. I thought you had a futon, Mung, uh, filled with uh, seashells, and you didn't have to climb up onto anything. You just crunch, 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 crunch when you got on your futon. I have a nice seaweed blanket. It was so cold. How cold other, was it, Greg? The other day that my face actually cracked and fell off. <laughs> so I had to put it back together with Elmer's glue. How do you think I did? How do I look, huh? Frank and I look, Greg. I look, I look pretty nice, I huh? don't think your wife even noticed. Yeah. I uh, put the nose in the Lucky it wasn't your uh, wonderful posterior that broke. Why are you always talking about my posterior? It's not just me, Greg. I have a wonderful posterior. A lot of people, you know, think I have a... In college, and this is no joke, they well, called me no butt Greg. No, no butt Greg? No butt what? Greg. Because I don't have well, a rear. Well, so you keep talking about a rear end. I don't really have one. I mean, Well, didn't you go to see a doctor because you were worried that you had a crack in it? <laughs> <laughs> what about what about those injections? Yeah. 
You get all sorts they of. They didn't work. There's okay? plenty of saline around Cape Cod. No, no, no. Lots of salt water. You the can fill it right up. The injections failed. If you have any ideas on how to uh, volumize Greg's posterior, send them to. Uh, well, send them by uh, snail mail to uh, Greg at uh, bumbum.com. Constantly <laughs> deriding my bum. I just am so insulted. Oh, this is way better than the polar vortex, Greg. What was what was it, Lord Cookie Bottom? <laughs> was that your nickname, Mung? <laughs> Remember? Guilty as charged. Lord Cookie Bottom? What does he have to do with anything? <laughs> I thought this was going to be hard biting weather stuff and now it's somehow all about your butt and that's no way to have a show well anyway that's not fun for anybody anyway it's so it's been so cold down here it's unbelievably cold and now it's getting nicer it looks like a halfway decent weekend right and the reason why it's been so cold and crazy is the polar vortex that's right it's this thing it sits above the arctic and it just sort of sits there and it has a couple of friends. It plays with La Nina oh. and El Nino. And Polar Vortex will, like, you know, chuck some snowballs at them. And La, El Nino and La Nina will, will, will throw, like, you know, some, some wind, you know, some big wind. And some, some rain, you know, and stuff. And they, and, and, and they play. They, you know, they, they have a really nice time. Periodically, though, Polar Vortex gets really, really ticked off. And it <laughs> fractures. And it splits. And that's where all this crazy weather comes from. If Polar Vortex would just sit there and not do anything and just be calm and quiet and play with his friends, everything would be fine. But, but no, it's he, been, gets, he gets ticked off It's about been pretty something. temperate on Cape Cod this winter, with the exception of just the past couple days when we had like a 36-hour blast of real chill. But that was... <laughs> That was the only sort of bump in the middle of what's been a very easy first month of winter. Just wait. See, polar vortex, it disrupts right. everything. Oh, great. The right. norm well, becomes, it just, it, 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 it becomes oh. crazy. Oh, it man. It becomes insane. Okay. Can so we just watch give, out. Can't we just give him some NyQuil and tell him to calm down? Oh. You think it's bad now? You mean Greg or the polar vortex? Both. Both. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> well, that, uh, that weather update uh, brought to you by Greg. Thanks. In his skinny butt. Because he's really starting to... <laughs> Mung! <laughs> Mung, you have giant news, it sounds like. I know you're always out there riding the range on Cape Cod, ferreting out the latest and greatest things to happen here. And this seems like this is up there with, like, the end of World War II or Man on the Moon or something else. What is this, Or giant? at least the opening of Ten Pin Eatery last, week, last year. Uh, this is major entertainment news for the Cape because it's something the Cape has never had. At least I don't believe so. But I'm breaking some major, major entertainment news here in Hyannis. We've got an announcement that flashback the retro arcade bar and grill is poised to open... In early 2019, at their 294 Main Street Hyannis location, right? I saw I saw a sign for oh, that. Oh, flashback Today. is going to be know where what it's it was. at. I didn't know what it was. Well, let me tell you what it's all about. Flashback, it's called. Flashback. So it's is a the retro the... thing. Let's guess, Greg. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like flash dance, where you wear those big uh, sweatshirts that you cut the neck out of, and you dance and get splashed. Um, probably. Spandex. Like a, a lot of spandex. All right, flashback. It's like a flashback to the times before television, radio, and phones, and you use passenger pigeons indoors. 
Um, 80s music? <laughs> it sounds like there'll be some 80s music because here's what it's all about. In addition to getting uh, delicious drinks and apparently food, all of your favorite classic video game, arcades, and pinball games from the 80s and 90s will be there. In fact, you can go to the Main Street location, peek in the window. I saw some arcade games. They look super cool. And they have a little preview and a little uh, message on their storefront. They're going to have Tetris, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, Mortal Kombat, Asteroids, Altered Beast, the Doctor Who game, and so much more. Tron? Are they going to have Tron? I don't know, but I think you're going to have to go. So then I went over to their Facebook page, and they actually have a date of opening, and they hope to open on March 1st. 2019, so that's not that far away for some arcade ga- It's like an arcade game bar little complex. Well, I what, love I, it. what I don't get, though, is like, haven't people been building bigger and better video games yeah. for the past 40 yeah. years? Why do you yeah. want to go back to some kind of uh, Mattel and Television Pong type era and play sort of awkward games? Nostalgia, baby. Retro. Yeah, people like the Retro, past. man. No one likes to think about the present and or the future. The, the world, it's, it's in a tough time. There's it so much a, stress. But was was it stressful when you were playing Pac-Man? It was well, a simpler time back then. Mm-hmm. Everybody, oh, it's, the past was always simpler what, than it is now. What, playing Pong was a good time? Yes. Oh, I love Beep. Pong. So now you can do this while drinking, apparently. And so Pac-Man. that amps it up to another level. You get so drunk, you don't notice that the graphics are complete crap. <laughs> and the other thing I want to know is, what's the difference between Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man? What happened? Did they get divorced? Why do they each have their own game? Hmm. Waka, 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 waka. That's my imitation of Pac-Man. Doesn't she have a little bow in her hair? She's got a bow, but she's still eating those things, and things are trying to get her, and like, it's the same in Pac-Man. Why is it different? Mm, good question. So these are video games. They aren't... Yeah, full-scale uh, arcade games. But it games. sounds like pinball, too. They right? aren't There's pinball. Pinball, oh, pinball, pinball right on the signs. Wow. That's pinball. Pinball, right. pinball wizard. That was that was my nickname in uh, high school. So, yeah, this Crazy is- flipper fingers. <laughs> <laughs> With a small butt. So Main Street's going to be bumping, and, and kudos uh, to opening up in the off-season. So anybody who's like, there's nothing to and do on the game. It is great to see Hyannis Main Street getting something, getting a little heartbeat going. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a Main Street maven here in Hyannis, Mung. I mean, is that a street you can walk down even in the winter and find interesting places to go into and oh, things definitely. to do? Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's lots of great uh, uh, bars and restaurants on Main Street, like, you know, Tap City or the Seaside Pub and stuff like that. But, like, I like when I do, go to bars, I like to do things. Things or have something else going on like karaoke or music bingo. Like I don't just kind of like to sit there at the bar and talk to people. Good God, Lord knows that I don't want to talk to anybody. I like games you can play against people. Remember, we were on the vineyard, right? And we were up in that bar that was upstairs, and they had that long slidey thing. Yeah, like shuffleboard. Yeah, yeah it was like games, table sh- billiard, shuffleboard. That was good. Billiard uh, stuff like that. I like that darts and things. So this one sounds like a perfect because you'll be able to drink, talk to your friends, play some video games. It's all good. I've been up. They have one up in Salem. My good friends have a place in Salem, so I visit them frequently. They have a, pl- a very similar place called the Bit Bar, and it's just so fun. Everyone leaves smiling. So I think uh, high hopes for this place. Flashback. Flashback, it's called. Mm-hmm. Flashback. Mm-hmm. We're going to flash forward to it on Main Street maybe in March. That's very exciting. 
buzzy news, Greg. See, that's no oh. Gore-Tex thing. Right there. That is hot news from Mung, who's done his homework and gets an A-plus from the Fun Show uh, Board of uh, Overseers. Yeah, you just wait a couple of weeks when we're back in the back in those really low temps and I'm well, talking that, I'm, that's when he can do I'm your talking polar vortex El Nino again. puppet show which which will be good on, on podcast uh, and radio it'll be fine we switch our focus to food and uh, I can tease Mung's upcoming review which will be of interest to all of you but I can also talk about my own odd food experience that happened Greg on Monday, which was the cold day. It was horrible. I was driving around. It was 10 degrees the whole time in my car as I looked at my outside thermometer. 10 degrees during during the day. And on Cape Cod, that's tough. And so I was down Mill Creek in South Chatham, which is an obscure location off of 28. Just sort of head down. There's a little town landing there. I get out to take some pictures, leaving my car running because it was so crazy cold. So I'm out there taking pictures of some birds and ducks and all this stuff. This guy gets out of his car. The only other guy there, he comes over to me. He's like, you want to take a picture of an interesting duck? And of course I said, no, get back in your car. <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> what, are you kidding me? I got a camera. I'm not... I'm, and I said, of course. And he's like, over there, that thing. That, that's a sea duck. It's a black sea duck. It turned out it was a surf scoter. Oh. And so he said, well, these ducks usually aren't seen close to land. They're usually like miles off Chatham somewhere. And then he said a sentence that really struck me. He said, they taste like filet mignon. A duck that tastes like filet mignon. I doubt that. A sea duck. I doubt that. A surf scoter. Ooh. I, I doubt that. And he said that people hunted him, and someone out of Ryder Cove would take people seven miles off of Monomoy in a big powerboat, like a twin-engine catamaran. They'd get out there. And some poor sap would get into a dinghy seven miles out in the wintertime and herd the ducks past the boat with all the blam blammers on it. And that's what they did. And they would bring them back in. And then I guess they ate them because they taste like filet mignon. Wow. So I don't know. I looked up a couple things uh, on food websites and there was this excellent food blog. And this guy had 10 different ways to eat sea duck. It was like... Italian duck meatballs, there was uh, duck tetrazzini, all sorts hmm. of things. But he warned that unless you are used to sea duck, it's wicked Un- ducky. It's unedible. He said, no, that's not true. But you have to remove Un- every bit of fat from edible. it because for some reason that's not good. And <sighs> so I left with a vision of a, a, an entire ocean full of filet mignon just there for the taking. All we got to do is go seven miles offshore. What do you say? We take the show on the road. We get those gun things. We make sure we're pointing them the right way. Mung, you get out in the dinghy. <laughs> and you go, and they'll all go right by our boat. Greg will go, badunga, badunga, don't badunga. Sh- don't shoot Mung. Don't shoot Mung. <laughs> and then we'll be, then we'll be enjoying beautiful ducky mignon. Oh. Can I order the chicken? Oh, I don't uh, know if it's true, but it was a striking I don't, conversation. I don't like duck. I think you have to boil. Cold. I think you have to boil it for days. I leave, don't know. Leave, leave it outside. This guy, rain. this guy, food blog. You won a James Beard Award. He said no. Put it out in the snow. Ten Day, ten ways of eating sea duck to get mm. rid of all that gamey, salty. Yeah, I said stuff. It, civilians in quotes sometimes don't like sea duck because it's too ducky. I've heard it's that. mega ducky. I've heard that. There is a recipe for sea duck jerky. 
Imagine a nice chewy piece of sea duck, Greg. That actually might not be bad because it probably has the you know the the uh, salt you, you know and you kind of uh, chew, 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 chew a bit. Have them chewy. Well, that is a stunning development in the freezing cold brought by the polar vortex. Well, that was fascinating. And a conversation I will never forget. Just the idea of flying filet mignon is enough to send me to bed with sweet dreams. <laughs> Someday we'll find out, fellas. Let's turn to a more, I guess, terrestrial food experience. And this, Mung, makes me sad. Because when I saw that Charlie's Philly Steaks was coming to the Cape Cod Mall. My dad told me about it because he keeps up on food court news. He's an older guy. He loves the food court. He's always happy at the food court. And he saw this sign. He's like, cheesesteak, cheesesteak. It was like, cheesesteak. And I was like, I got to go over there. And we're both like, yeah, cheesesteak travels pretty well, too, on a to-go order. And so we sent Mung to the mall. Intrepid. He he had a pocket full of quarters for the arcade. (laughs) And he had uh, several crinkled up $5 bills, and he went into the food court like an astronaut, Craig. He's so brave. Mung, are you there, Mung? Yes, I'm in the food court now. Over. And so he went in there. And Mung, set the scene, and tell us about your hopes and experience at the Charlie's Philly Steaks in the Cape Cod Mall. Well, uh, before we talk about Charlie's, let's beep, 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 back up a little bit and talk about the ultimate cheesesteak quest. I've been trying to find the best, most, uh, most authentic cheesesteak on Cape Cod for seemingly years now. In fact, we did a video on the Cape Cod Times YouTube page. You can type in Cape Cod and cheesesteak quest last year when the Patriots were facing those dreaded Philadelphia Phillies. We were trying, Eagles. I mean, <laughs> Eagles, sorry. Um, so we... We went out and tried to find the best cheesesteak. You know, steak. eagles taste like filet mignon. Did you know that, Greg? <laughs> I do, actually. I've actually eaten some of that. It's very, very tasty. <laughs> so we found some good places on the Cape, like Mike's and Yarmouth and DJ's. I got some really good cheesesteaks, but none really hit that traditional Philly cheesesteak, which is, you know, some delicious meat. And I've always yearned for that cheese whiz that is famous, you know, in Philly on those steaks. So I've, I've, I had hopes. And I can just amplify by saying, I think all of us can say that when you have a great cheesesteak, you are almost in the center of your food-happy world. Oh, man. When you get one that hits the spots with the onions and the peppers. Tender meat. Oh, man. And the bun just Mm -hmm. right. It's really a happy place. It's so good, which is why we were so excited about Charlie's Philly Steaks at the mall. Oh, yes. Yes, I had high hopes. I was going in there, and I was like, could this be the one that I've been seeking, the most authentic, something like Geno's that they'd actually have in Philly? Um... And I have to say, uh, everyone was very nice there. Uh-oh, that's a bad beginning, what? Greg. When someone says that... And they seem I, I like they're working thinking, hard. I was just thinking that. Um, but I, I would just say, you know, the Philly cheesesteak I had was was okay. It, was, it wasn't bad, but it didn't have me jumping out of my shoes. And also, this is probably not the most fair review, because I had it straight up plain. Meat and cheese... Only that whoa, was whoa. it. No onions, nope, no peppers, no, onions or, or no peppers. mushrooms. Nope, nope. So no someone adornment? who who that, you, why? That's, I don't know if that's I, I, fair. I, I like plain, why? straight up. I'm not a big fan of any of those things. So I bet if you added those, it would be it would take it to another another level. Would that level be great? Um, probably. The, the meat oh. was the meat was pretty good. <laughs> 
but it kind of reminded me of kind of like a like a like a steakums. Remember those uh, things that you got at the grocery store? Oh boy, uh, just kind of a little better than a steak. Well, that's the kind of thing you buy when you're pretending to make your own cheesesteak and right, you eat right, it. And right. You're like, oh well. It wasn't the kind of like meat that you'd you'd see at a, a Philly cheesesteak. It, it was it was it was pretty good, and they have good prices, and the cheese was good, good fries, good homemade lemonade. What was the cheese um, like? Was 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 it like a cheese it, cheese whizzy? Not kind a cheese of, whiz, uh, but I do believe you could cheese? ask for provolone, so that is also a pro, a plus. So um, so I was eating this, and it and it was good. But one of the things they did have, which I didn't put on it, which I think also would enhance the flavor and bring it um, to another thumbs up. They have this seasoning that you could put on it, like a traditional like meat seasoning that you could put on your sandwich after it comes out, and a couple other interesting seasonings. So, so on that level, I gave it a thumbs up. Is it like a subway of cheesesteak where you're going yeah. along a line and you get different yeah. things on top? Is that how it works? Um, not, I don't think it's like uh, they don't have all the ingredients out in front, but yeah. Similar to that, yeah. Like you build your sandwich, you can get whatever you want on it. And they see what's good about it is they had a lot of different types of cheesesteaks, uh, so you can have you know different ingredients. They also had chicken cheesesteaks as well, so the variety is awesome. Um, but and it's, certainly they have their own flair. But I wouldn't compare it to. I've only had like an authentic Philly cheesesteak once when I was younger, but I wouldn't really compare it to the the authentic thing. I mean, they have a, they have hundreds of stores uh, throughout the nation. They're based out of Columbia, and it's great that they're here in the mall. But definitely has a fast food cheesecake vibe. So it's a chain. Vibe. It's a chain. It's, it's a chain. chain. Nearly they've, they've 600 locations, yeah, yeah. 46 states, 17 So countries. they're well known. Good grief. Um, so it's good they have a presence here. And definitely, if you want a quick sandwich, a cheesesteak sandwich, it's, it's a good place to go. Now, how much did it cost? Was it worth whatever it cost? That's another thing. You're buying some sort of... Oh, definitely an under... You can get the whole thing with a drink under $10. So thumbs up so, for that. So, so huh, but the problem I'm hearing here, and I, I, I'm rooting for for Charlie's mm-hmm. because I'm rooting for cheesesteak and I'm rooting for life and love for everybody. That's right. And cheesesteak is part of that love. You seem to be saying that the elemental component of the cheesesteak, the steak, wasn't really pushing your buttons in the right way. It was tasty because I was hungry at the time, but it's not something that I would long for, if, if that makes sense. Mm. But if you ordered like a good uh, cheesesteak sandwich from Charlie's, you added all that mush, you know, peppers, onions, added some of that authentic, you know, seasoning, I think it would, uh, it would, it would be even more delicious. Do you think you're going to go back? Um, I will definitely probably go back because I do like maybe meals. Yeah. maybe go back and sort of eat mm-hmm. the more enhanced. That's right, the more enhanced version. You no know, treatment. And plus, it's always good where you can get a meal that's not like super expensive, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, well, it's the food court. I mean, exactly. It is. It's the food court. So <laughs> you know, I mean, so I don't know if that really counts for much. I guess we will have to reserve a final judgment mm-hmm. on Charlie's. I would. I would. I would. Oh, I, mean, I would try Charlie's. I would definitely. Oh, give- I would definitely tell everybody to try it for sure. Uh, Mung's tastes are often a little weird. Well, maybe we should do like a, you know, like a Funcho uh, field trip over there. They'll never let us go in there and <laughs> record things. Come on, you know about that. Not live, no. But I'm just going to just go over there and, <laughs> but at lunchtime. Oh, a civilian. Oh, yeah, just as But I'm also, oh, well, I guess that's it's all like, right. hey, where were the fun show? And they'll say, what? Who? <laughs> name what are you tags. talking about? <laughs> I'm also a huge lemonade fan, and they had several varieties of homemade lemonade, and it was so good. It's like the best drink to pair with the cheese steaks up. I give a 100% on that. Interesting. Well, I feel like you're pulling your punches, Mung, about this review. That's what I feel like. I'm feeling you're trying to be too nice here, and you have some stronger things to say about this. No, no, I just like cheesesteaks. I right. think I think he has to go back. 
and report back. All right, all right. So we'll leave it as is. Uh, cliffhanger, sort of, sort of un- unfinished. A almost. steak hanger. Yeah. I don't know about Charlie's at the Cape Cod Mall. All right, enough about food. Uh, you know, it's strange because it's so quiet here on the Cape in January that we have a bunch of wild and wacky entertainment things going on, and none wilder or wackier than the Xylophonia Ragtime Marimba Band, which is appearing at 3 o'clock this Sunday at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod in South Yarmouth. Tickets are only 20 bucks, $18 for members. This is a band that plays an eclectic mix of music, including ragtime and the theme from The Muppet Show, Danny Boy and a Guatemalan folk song with Latin percussion, with xylophones and other weird instruments, and mainly xylophones, I guess. Uh, this sounds really intriguing to me, because who doesn't like a good xylophone? Sounds very intriguing. Love xylophones. I'm going to this. I'm taking Mama Mung for her birthday. Mama Mung and you? Mm-hmm. You are? Out in the town? Out to oh, see the yeah. vibes? What are you guys going to do? Is it going to be dinner? Are you going to stop by and get something first? or what Maybe are you some brunch. So if mm-hmm. you're heading down South Yarmouth Way, uh, this takes place at 3 o'clock, right? You could do brunch. Where would you go out there on your way to South Yarmouth? Ooh. This is at the foot of the Bass River Bridge. That's yep. right. So I'm not even sure. You could do Celtic Kitchen. That's always a top-notch spot. Yeah, I hear everyone say that's the best. And in France. I've been, I've been there. Well, you can skip brunch and go to see uh, Chef Shrimpy. Oh yes, get jerk, some Jamaican jerk, jerk right there nearby. Tons of good stuff. I was I love xylophones, and I was particularly intrigued by this at the end of their write up here. Audiences are usually quite fascinated with the visual aspects of the instruments and how they are played. Something one doesn't often see on Cape Cod. So that's like hitting xylophones with the mallets, like whacking them. It sounds wild, man. You gotta go. I don't know, 20 bucks? That seems like a good deal for xylophones. Mm-hmm. I, I think mean, so. Ragtime, so. marimba? How, how do you beat that? I love I love jazz vibes. It's mm-hmm. probably sort of similar, different kind of music. Who knows what comes out of the Xylophonia Ragtime Marimba Band? I know that. That sounds like fun. I like seeing experts do expert activities, and this sounds like a chance for not too much bucks. 20 bucks at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod. 3 o'clock Sunday for the big Xylophonia Ragtime Marimba Band. Now, Greg, when I think of you... I always think classic rock. Mm-hmm. I think of you and the dinosaurs of rock communing together. Oh, yeah. You're playing your long LPs, maybe in your basement. Yeah. And this is right up your alley. We have a Chicago tribute band playing here in Hyannis. Wow. Is that a good wow? A wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they like the Beatles, you know, cover band? They're like the Beatles from Chicago. <laughs> They are. Uh, you remember they Chicago? Had some, they had some good songs. They had some good songs. They're, so you, they were kind of syrupy, but they had horns. A lot of horns, which is good. Which I love. Yep. And they had until he, I think, accidentally shot himself. Uh, they had a great guitarist. There was an issue uh, like, with someone a long time ago, but it's not even Chicago anyway. It's the Chicago tribute band. It's not Chicago. I get it. Which I think can be better sometimes when a band is probably this old. And everyone in the band's probably in their 70s or 80s. But now you have some young guns interpreting, like yeah. that Pink Floyd thing you see on PBS. That was fantastic. Right. Have, you ever, have you ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen they that. Do, so, they, do, they do Dark Side of the Moon. That's a tribute note, band. Note for note. I, I had to keep looking at them saying, you're not Roger Waters. You know, you're not that other guy. Peter Cetera. Who? He was in Chicago. <laughs> so anyway, the Chicago Tribute Band isn't just playing at like a little dive nightclub. Nay, nay. It's the uh, Barnstable High School Performing Arts Center. 
That's at 74 West Main Street in Hyannis. Now, that's the big venue. Oh, yeah. Mung, you're familiar with that venue. Could you describe it to people who have never been there? It's big. Oh, it's big. And I would say it's almost as awesome as the Wang Theater in Boston. They've got really great equipment there. And it's, it's true. Big. Have you ever been there, Greg? Mm-hmm. Where? The Wang? No, the Barnstable High School performing. Uh, I've, been, I've been to the Wang a lot. <laughs> the, the, the Boston Ballet. You Cape know, Symphony stuff, loves, the, stuff uh, like that. loves the the BHS Performing Arts Center. Well, Is that where they used? Did they used to have like the uh, the, the Barnstable Town Meeting? Hmm, it holds like 1,400 people with yep. a big stage. It's like a professional setup. Yeah, it's I've, a beautiful room. I've been there for the Barnesville Town Meeting. So I've got to imagine they're expecting a pretty big crowd at this Chicago awesome. tribute band. So this is taking place Friday night, Friday, January 25th. And 7.30 p.m. is your start time. Admission is $25 to $45. And you can get uh, you make reservations at purplepass.com or at Shaw's Supermarkets in Hyannis. Somehow they're part of this big Chicago tribute band. And, uh, Greg, uh, you could probably uh, name a couple Chicago hits. Um, Saturday in the Park. Yes! Um, yes. 25 or 6 to 4? 4th of July. Well, so that sounds potentially interesting. I do like the idea of tribute bands. You know, because maybe... Really? Why? Well, the original band now could be kind of, you know, decrepit, let's say. <laughs> right. So you get young people right. who studied in the... Right. You know, Brian Wilson often tours. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys often tours with this crack band that can sing all the Beach Boys stuff and play it all note for note. Yep. And it's great. He just sort of plays his piano and smiles, sort of. So that makes me wonder about this next item. One of the interesting things that happened is at least part of the Cape Cod Melody Tents summer schedule has appeared. And we were able to look at some of the acts. I didn't see a whole lot. I I don't know if it's full yet. Uh, Beach Boys usually play like two shows in one day. Talk about a dinosaur act that's still going. But here's a name I haven't heard of in a while. Foreigner is coming to Cape Cod. Oh. That is unbelievable. That is just so Friday, August 23rd, 8 p.m. Just imagine ourselves in the future there. Uh. August 23rd. Hot day, summer sort of behind us, that kind of bruising time, Augustitis. But there's Foreigner waiting for Trans-parody us. Transparenting you back to, what were they, the 1970s? 70s for Foreigner? Oh, totally. I, mean, I, mean, I love Foreigner. Foreigner, lots of hits, Greg. Cold as ice, urgent, double vision, hot-blooded. Feels like the that first time. That was your time. theme song. <laughs> I want to know what love is. Another one of your theme songs? Uh, waiting for a girl just like you. Jukebox Hero. Mm-hmm. Wow, they had a lot of hits. And that's not all of them. It's, there's more than that. Long, long I, way from home. I think that's enough. Dirty White Boy. <laughs> oh, Dirty White Boy, really? Yeah, you remember oh, that song? I remember that song. Look yeah, at yeah. that. As yeah. a foreigner oh. is actually playing 40 years after their heyday Wow. at the Cape Cod Melody Tent in August. I think you can make your reservations now. That's a show I would be interested in. I don't think their original lead singer is with them on this tour, but other band members... Are. I'm trying to think. Who was the lead who else, singer? Who else was in that band? Lou Graham, Mick Jones. Oh, let me uh, tell you more about Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mick Jones, um, Ian McDonald. Ian McDonald. American yeah. vocalist Lou Graham. Yes, that's him. Lou Graham. All sorts of cool people. Yeah, so they were big. I think when I first uh, heard Foreigner, I didn't want to like him, but then they were kind of like sort of ACDCE, but light. Light. And I was like, yeah. okay. Very light. You yeah. know, Pretty good, uh, pretty good hits. So that's coming. They're delightful, but they're no journey. 
Don't start this again, Monk. Oh, oh dear. No, please. I mean, you Jeremy's, know how much I love Steve Perry. Please don't. He hasn't been with him for years. His, He's been a recluse. His voice is with us forever. Oh, I brother. thought he. I thought he actually emerged from uh, recluse dumb. He emerged to get a double stack of pancakes, and then he re-entered <laughs> his went back igloo of solitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where he is now. I don't know if he's singing now, or I don't know. I, I don't think know. Journey has played many times without him. Mm-hmm. And so, foreigners, we look through our music news, but you know what? We all need some laughs, don't we? Don't we all need laughs? Particularly this time of year. Particularly during this particular show, which is often a desert of laughs. <laughs> Give me laughs. It's been Please. three days without a laugh, Please. and I'm so thirsty oh. for laughs. All I need is a snicker. Please. <laughs> Just a little guffaw. All right, so, Mung, it sounds like you're actually going to a comedy show. I can't believe it. You are all over. You're going to the xylophones, and now you're going to a comedy show this weekend. Is that true? Yeah, I'm stunned as well. I usually just, you know, do nothing. I hibernate. I eat a lot of Skittles. And you're, going, uh, and you're going to Falmouth for this. So this is something you never do. Wow. I'm just going all around the Cape. This is going to be an exciting weekend. Yes, because it's the fifth annual comedy show and fundraiser at the Kuna Mesa. This is Comedy for a Cause by Flapjack. I hope Jack the cause is laughs. Comedy Productions. Um, I'm going to have to hold my belly. I'll be laughing so much. Um, You're going to tw- need assistance. <laughs> 20% of the proceeds from the ticket sales and a 50-50 raffle will support Belonging to Each Other, a local nonprofit that offers temporary housing to the homeless, and they're accepting canned goods for Around the Table, another local nonprofit dedicated to providing meals for those in need on the Cape, so you can laugh and help each other at the same time. Well, the first question I have, Greg, can you lend Mung your laugh-suppressing cummerbund? (laughs) <laughs> you know that one you just sort of pull up and cinch up so the uh, laughs don't yeah, take yeah. over? That's very effective. It's very, very effective. I'll have to, Good I'll for have formal to, occasions uh, and I'll, comedy. I'll have to rummage through my uh, trunk. Your my, collection uh, my, of cummerbunds? My uh, steamer trunk of uh, cummerbunds. <laughs> it sounds like they've got an all-star lineup for this event uh, featuring Boston Comedy Festival winner Al Park, Comedy Central's Sean Sullivan, and local favorite Mark Solich. You know, it's weird, though. Every time I hear the lineup in one of these comedy comedy shows, I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard of those guys before. Yeah, and sometimes you go to the YouTube and try to put their name in and see what kind of comedy they're like. I like to go in, you know, fresh. I don't want to hear them. I don't want any jokes spoiled. Yeah. They could be good. They could be awful. But yeah. it's a good time, you know. Comedy is hit or miss. You're laughing. You're crying. You're, it, it's going to be great. How much does it cost to go to that? Is that an expensive... Uh um, I just uh, checked out uh, that they do still have tickets available, and I think they were under $30. That's not so bad. that was good. Well, if you want to go a little higher than that, there's more comedy this weekend on Cape Cod. It's start of a, comedy is the start for dinner theater series. Comedy on the road show at the Cape Cod Resort here in Hyannis, including Steve Donovan. From the Cape Cod Comedy Fest, Boston comedian Laura Severse. Oh. And musical host Sauce and Cheese from the World Gone Crazy Band. <laughs> that alone made me Are laugh. these real people? <laughs> Five other hyenas dinner shows, etc., etc. So this is the comedy one. Doors open at 7 o'clock uh, Saturday for the dinner. Show only patrons seated at 8 p.m. You can have dinner in the show for $59.95 or just 25 bucks. For the show only, that's at capecodderesort.com slash theater right here in Hyannis. Have you been to a lot of comedy shows, Mung? Is it usually a good time? Oh, it's usually a great time. In fact, I've been to the uh, Cape Codder within the last few years for their comedy show. I think it was probably around the same weekend. It was really funny. Uh, not The artists I saw were not particularly 
dirty, but you know, they had an adult element, so that was great. Uh, it was fun, so I'm glad that there's a lot of comedy on the cape. You can go, boom, Hyannis. You can go the Kuna Mesa in Falmouth this weekend and uh, get your laugh on. Well, maybe you want to do something a little more close to nature. Maybe you're tired of the gray landscapes that are presented to us each January on Cape Cod when you sit inside your house and chew on the last rind of salami that you bought online (laughs) and you wonder, what's it all about? I need some beauty in my life. Luckily, it's the Cape and Islands Orchid Show. All right. This weekend in Hyannis, and I have covered this for the paper, and it is a burst of just pure joy. They're gorgeous. There's nothing like an orchid, especially when it's cold out, and you know they're inside uh, saying, oh, my goodness. Thank this is, goodness. I feel a draft. <laughs> this is awful. I'm a beautiful flower, and I feel a draft. So this takes place 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday at the Resort and Conference Center in Hyannis on Scudder Ave. They'll include orchid displays, a sales area, and educational presentations. So a chance to see some beautiful flowers, to talk about beautiful flowers with experts, and to sort of think about warmer times and, and warmer places. It usually draws more than 2,500 visitors, and that sounds like a lot of fun. It's the Cape and Islands Orchid Society's 30th annual show. Kind of gets you in the mood, you know, for spring, thinking, okay, it's really horrible. It's terrible now. It's cold. You know, my face just fell off this week. And um, cracked in a million pieces that you put back together. With almost glue, which Not looks... Not to mention looks, your posterior. looks pretty nice. You got I a think. crack in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, that spring is not that far away. What is it? No. Three months? Four? So that's kind of nice. What does it cost? I don't know what it costs. It doesn't say. I'm not sure it costs anything. It must cost something. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Cape and Islands Orchid Show. This weekend in Hyannis, if you need a burst of color, I think you will like this. Now, here's something if you want to have a... It's only $10. 10 bucks to get in. That is beautiful. That's a To bargain. just feel warm and, and alive great. again. Yeah. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you want to feel cold and colder again, there's a boat tour this Saturday. Uh, it, it heads out of, uh, it's part of Discovered's Buzzards Bay. Tour participants will be able to photograph and observe wintering northern seabirds alongside Gray Harbor and Harp Seals as part of a Buzzards Bay Coalition boat tour around Woods Hole, which actually sounds pretty interesting because there's a lot of weird islands. Mm-hmm. Woods Hole is really cool. Patrons can view outside or in a heated indoor space. Maybe I'll stay in the indoor space. It's the first in a series of winter tours as part of Discover Buzzards Bay, an initiative to help people explore the outdoors, exercise, and connect with nature. It's from 10 to 11.30 on Saturday. It leaves uh, from Patriot Boats, 110 Scranton Avenue in Falmouth, $30, $15 for children, free for age three and under. I don't know why they would want to go, but that sounds daring. Something we're not, fellas, to get out there on a... Winter day, actually, Saturday looks like pretty good weather for this, sunny and around 30, to sort of tootle around the water around Woods Hole. If I would almost think about doing that, just to get out there and breathe in that sea air. No would, football this weekend. It's perfect. Yeah, that's right. What are we going to do? Def, you definitely have to bring your balaclava, though, wouldn't you? My balaclava mm-hmm. is always waiting in my trunk. And your gator. That's right. That was a Burt Reynolds movie, I think. Gator? I believe. Wait, can you go to Pie in the Sky Bakery on return? 
Well, I don't know, because you're going out, I think, where that ferry goes out, uh, that other ferry on Scranton Ave. I'm not oh, sure. You would have to then drive into Woods Hole. It's worth the drive. Oh, I think, man. I think Scranton's on the other side of the uh, harbor, right? It's on the... It's not on the... Uh, yeah, I don't know much outside. about Falmouth. Yeah. You know, living in Walthwick, that's like going to Texas. I mean, I don't know. Mm. Mom, you know. You're going to Falmouth for that comedy show. Can you scout it out? Um, no, but I love Texas barbecue. <laughs> well... Thanks for helping out here. <laughs> All right. So we have gotten to the end of a very rocky and emotional Cape Cod fun show. I'm spent. Boy. we got arcade games in our future. There's a lot going on. There's cheesesteak questions that have not really been answered. Right. So we'll have to figure all these things out for the next edition of the Cape Cod Fun Show. Greg, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Mom. As always. Thanks for being here, Mung. My pleasure. Until next time. Until next week. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. My name is Eric Williams. See you. Yes, Greg, I'm afraid to tell you there is something wrong with your posterior. (laughs) What is it, doctor? It has a large crack in it. (laughs) That's so funny. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.